0: I'm on here. I'm on here. I am on Great job. here. I'm on. Yeah, you are. I'm on. I'm on. Great. There we go. Thanks, sir. Yeah, What's up, guys? Yeah. So I am so excited about camp this year uh it is a lot of you going 194 of us going all together uh and maybe a few extras here and there jumping in last minute um camp registrations are technically closed okay uh you make sure you need to get your forms the money's in by next week whatever um but you need to see me if you think otherwise for some reason you maybe want to go to camp you need to see me immediately all right um camp's going to be really exciting this year. We're doing some things differently. Uh, there are going to be lots of twists and turns, just like in the game of Survivor. If you don't have a clue what we're talking about, you need to go and educate yourself and watch Survivor between now and before camp. Okay? Because you will need to know some of the strategies that are used during the Survivor game to survive the week. The big question is, in Survivor, you know, when you, like you, you fail, you get booted off. We send you home. Okay? So this year at camp, we're sending people home. We're kicking you out. Yeah, we're seeing you home. The first day, we're voting people out. Um, no, we're not. We wouldn't do that. No, we wouldn't do that. We wouldn't do that. Although you're questioning, weren't you? We wouldn't do that. But we do have some other fun stuff involved in the whole voting process. Uh, some things are going to happen that you don't want to happen. I can promise. So, uh, so you definitely want to be at camp. This is going to be lots of fun very exciting. Uh, the next few weeks, though, we are in the middle of a new series before we get into camp. Uh, the new series is called, right there it is, Four Letter Words. Yeah. Anybody know some four letter words? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't be saying them. Don't be saying them because the ones you know aren't the ones we're talking about. Okay. Those, not those four letter words. Okay. Not those words. Other four letter words. Okay. Other four letter words. Uh, the next week, we're going to be looking at that, the four letter words. A couple of key things. Um, I think it's important as we go into camp. Uh, to kind of make sure we're focused and we know kind of where we're going as we go into camp. Um, this year's going to be camp a bit different as well in that um, you have some students that'll be speaking again at camp this year, just like I did a few weeks ago. That's different for us. Uh, and so uh, kind of going into camp, we want to kind of make sure we're set in the right place before we go into camp. So the next few weeks, we're looking at this four-letter words. There are three specific words we're going to look at particularly over the next few weeks. Uh, and tonight, we're going to start uh, with the first word, View, view. to so look at view tonight. We're going to talk about what's the view, how do you view the world, the lens you view the world through, and how it's critically important as we move forward in life, the lens reviewing, because you're using a lens. Like me, if I, I don't I I have these glasses, I see a bunch of blurry objects out here. Okay, when I put these glasses on, I put some lenses on, and I can see a bit clearly, right? Everybody, in some degree, is wearing glasses. In life. Everybody is. We'll get to that in just a moment, okay? We're going to talk about the lens you're viewing life through and how it affects everything you do. Uh, The next week, we're looking at more, more, more of what? We'll come back next week and find out, all right? And then the third week week before camp, we're looking at less, looking at less. Less of what? I don't know. Take a guess, okay? Uh, We'll do that just the week before we go to camp. Uh, This next three weeks, we're looking at these things. Um, I'm speaking this week. Mr. Stephen Cruz is speaking next week. Yeah, Stephen's up next week. And then we go in one more time and then we go into camp. Uh, so it's gonna be really exciting. I think this staging, staging is into gonna be great for these next few weeks. Uh, if you remember last week, if you were here last week, anybody, if you were here last week, to put your hand up if you, here, if you were here last week. Yeah, lots of you were here last week. Remember, there are a bunch of other people in the room with us last week, right? There were about five other churches from different parts of the U.S. Uh, about almost about 80 to 90 other people in here with us last week. It was a great, amazing Wednesday night. We had an incredible time. Well, those churches, those people that are in here were, were the adult leaders and student leaders from other churches here for Momentum Week. Uh, just just kind of hanging together as leaders, developing ourselves as leaders, and really focusing on Jesus, what He's speaking to us, what He's doing in our lives. And those five churches went back, and I've been getting stories ever since last Wednesday now, those students going back to their churches, and things starting to happen in their churches like what happened here consistently and regularly. Things like their worship experience that had never happened that way before, and they're going back and worshiping on Sunday night, like the whole youth worshiping, unlike they would ever worshiped before. One of the churches went back, the guys in Indiana went back Sunday morning, and uh, they had people come forward for prayer, and they ended up having the entire youth group around them praying, and that had never happened before, ever every out loud. Like, parents were crying, and people were crying, because they'd never seen students pray for adults before. Like, we do this all the time here, duh, okay? <laughs> but they had never seen that before. So things are happening back in those youths and they told me specifically to tell you guys thank you. Thank you for what we do every single week. Things we take for granted here. The way we worship, how we pray for people, how we do ministry here. Things we take for granted here. This just normal way of doing things. It is not the norm for most other youth ministries out there. And they told me to tell you guys thank you. Thank you for pressing into Jesus. Thank you for doing that because it's helping them pursue Jesus in deeper ways. And they're starting to see Jesus do things already in their midst because of it. So we're super excited by that, how God's using us to impact other places. Uh, and that kind of kind leans into what we're talking about tonight because those youths came in tonight last week with a certain view of how they're supposed to be at church, right? They came in thinking, well, I'm just a teenager. I'm just a student. And so my job is just to sit here and be bored at church. And that's pretty much the way they came in. And they came in realizing that our goal is not to be bored. Our goal is to be engaged. Matter of fact, you have more energy, more passion, and can I say probably more faith than most adults do. Because you're wired that way, right? You're wired to do risky things. You're wired to step out in faith. You have a certain view of the world over the last year to two years we've developed here, a certain view of Jesus, a certain view of Scripture, which allows you to engage Jesus in certain ways. And they came in with a certain view of Jesus that, hey, that's for adults, it's not for teenagers, I'm going to be bored. Now, maybe you came in here that tonight, maybe you're visiting with us tonight, maybe you come here regularly, but your view hasn't been changed yet. Maybe you still find this quite boring. That's okay, because it's a lens that you're wearing, that's all it is. It's just a lens. See, the lenses we're wearing all the time in our culture, our culture gives us all kinds of lenses. What you watch on TV, what you watch on YouTube, what, you, what type of games you play, what social media things you follow, what books you read, what songs you listen to, everything is trying to give you a lens to look at, a lens to look through. Everything is giving us a lens to look through. There, there's, there's, you know, be real, right? You know, be real. I mean, be real. Okay. Yeah. Well, be real. Is a, oh, what is that? It's a lens to look through is all it is. It's just another lens to look through into people's lives. You're trying to see into their life. And even to be real, we're not really being real sometimes, right? We're trying to make people see us in a certain way. There's all these ways of viewing us and viewing others. Songs that are being sung that kind of color the way we see the world. Media which is pumping messages to you constantly that if you're not this way, then you are going to be rejected by society. They're trying to give you a lens to look through. You have to believe this or you're wrong. Believe this or you're bad. Believe this or we're rejecting you. Because they're trying to give you a lens to look through. And your entire life will be spent with somebody trying to tell you how you're supposed to view things. The challenge for you is saying, what's going on in here? And is that lens working for you? Because I can tell you, having been around a few years, I'm just a little bit older than a lot of you, okay? <laughs> having been around a few years, though, I can tell you that a lot of the lenses everybody else is trying to get you to look through don't last in the long run. See, I just got new glasses a couple weeks ago because the lenses I was, using, I was using weren't working so well. Not only were they not working so well, but they become scratched and cloudy. And so when I looked at you on a Wednesday night, I saw, I kind of saw clearly, but I saw like, it was like a haze constantly, I was looking through. Everywhere I looked, it was like a haze, because the glasses were so scratched, because I'm not really great with glasses, okay? I drop them all the time, my dog takes them, and runs off with them, we play fetch a bit, then I put them back on, okay? So my glasses don't last very long. And over time, the lenses you view, you're using aren't giving you a clear picture of what's actually happening. Matter of fact, most of the lenses the world's trying to tell you to put on don't really give you a clear picture. And the lens that we're looking at tonight is something that happened with, with uh, John the Baptist. Anybody know a guy named John the Baptist? John the Baptist. And John and John the Baptist uh, in, uh, in John. Good place to find him, right? In John chapter 3. We'll get there in just a moment. But we're going to look at a story with John the Baptist. And, talks, and, and you're going to see in the story how John views life a bit differently than the rest of the people around him. Views differently than even the disciples, the men and women that were following John, his teachings. He viewed life even differently from them, even. So you got all these things trying to give you the different lenses, but the predominant lens the whole world's trying to communicate to you is simply this. Make sure you're happy. Just make sure you're happy. Do whatever makes you happy. Whatever you feel good, whatever you feel like in the however you feel, that's what you need to be doing. Have it your way. Do what you want, when you want it, the way you want it. Make sure you're happy. The entire world is all about you. We don't want to offend you. We don't want to make you unhappy. We don't want to hurt your feelings. We want you to be happy and happy and happy and happy all the time. And so what's happened in society, we start removing all the barriers and boundaries which are there for a healthy society to function, by the way, because it doesn't make somebody happy. So let me ask you this question. If that filter, if that lens works really well. I'm driving a car. A high speed because it makes me happy. <laughs> it really does make me happy when I do that, actually. <laughs> but I don't do it a lot. Don't worry. But I'm driving a car really high speed. Matter of fact, there was one time when I was uh, about 19 years old. I had a good job at the time. I was a youth pastor at a church. Well, the first church I was a youth pastor at. I was about 19. Well, I was actually about 20 years old, actually. And uh, there was a, at the time, there was a, a type of car called an Eagle Talon. Uh, That was out, okay? And it was like one of the real slick, smooth sports cars. It was white, had a black top, and you didn't sit in it. You laid down in it, kind of thing, right? Like you're in the car like this, you know, okay? It was like an amazing car. And uh, one of the leaders of our church at the time, he owned a car dealership, a Dodge dealership, where you bought the Eagle Talons. And I would go by day after day and just look at this Eagle Talon, just look at this Eagle Talon. And one day he came out and he said, Adam, I see you looking at this car all the time. He goes, is that the car you want? I said, oh, that's the car I'd love to have. I would love to have that car. He goes, i tell you what. He goes, come by here tomorrow. He goes, we'll see if we can't get you into that car. What? Are you kidding me? He goes, no, I'm sure we can figure something out. So I come by the next day, and sure enough, he gets me into that car. I got a job. I can pay, make the payments, everything. Got the down payment. Great. We get into the car. I've got the car. I've got the Eagle Talon, okay? And guess what makes me happy in that Eagle Talon? And guess what makes me even happier when my roommate is with me at the same time? Chris, okay? Go really fast, Okay. <laughs> So we keep trying to, and I'm living in the mountains of North Carolina at the time, and you go around these curves, you're trying to go around the curves fast and go fast, but we want to see how fast will this car really go. Yeah, exactly, oh, because it made me happy to go fast in my new sports car. And so we're going down. We pick a, we pick a time late at night because we knew the traffic would be light. And there was one particular road. In the mountains, there aren't very many straight roads. Okay, roads are curvy and up and down all this kind of stuff. But there was one particular area where the road dropped down into a valley. And for about a mile and a half, or about a mile, I guess, it was dead straight. And then at the very end, though, it curved up and to the left straight into the mountains again, right? So I'm like, okay. Chris, we're gonna do it. Yeah, we're gonna do it. Let's go, let's go, man, let's go. Okay, let's go. No, let's go. I'm going. No, go. We're gonna going go. Okay, we're gonna go. We're gonna go. We sit at the top of the, the, top of the valley, at the top of the hill. You ready? I'm ready. You ready? You are seatbelt on? My seatbelt's on. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, I'm ready. We're nervous, we're ready. Okay, we're good. You ready? Good. Ready. 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 Okay, here we go. At about 120, I was like. Chris is like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, 125, Ah! 130, Ah! and then 130 miles an hour I realized I could see a curve coming very quickly up into the left. Ah! One thing you don't want to do 130 miles an hour is lock your brakes, okay? So I hit the curve. the car like you feel it pushing into the curb like the g-force on your face okay into the curb up into the mountains we go through the curves I don't know how fast I was going it was way too fast nothing bad happened that night oh man dang it it was such a good story up to that point nothing bad happened but what could have happened at 130 miles an hour do you think much would have been left of us if something would have happened? I wouldn't be here probably today. Wouldn't be here. But you know how I had my first accident with that car? Pulled into the driveway at the church I was at the time. Pulled up, the church was kind of up on a hill. And I pulled up the hill like this. It was a stick shift because of a sports car. Stick shift, two things. Always make sure it's in gear and make sure the emergency brake's on. I did neither of those things. Pulled into the office quick. Come on, jump out of the car. Run into the office. Ah, ah, ah. Get in of the office. I'm doing something. The receptionist, she says, uh, Adam, uh, uh, was that your car in the parking lot? The white one? Yeah. She goes, well, it's on the other side of the road now. What? <laughs> and it rolled down the hill into the oncoming tra- Two lanes, uh, four lanes of traffic. She's going two ways. Through the traffic to the other side of the road and hit a uh, telephone pole in the back, dent of the back corner of the car. <laughs> it was a slow roll accident that I had. Right. That car made me very happy. Going very fast in that car made me happy. I got speeding tickets in that car. Why did I get speeding tickets? Because it made me happy. Why, why? who are you to tell me I can't go fast in my car? It makes me happy. It's what I want to do. But is it good for you that I go fast in that car? If I'm going 130 miles an hour and you pull out in front of me, what's gonna happen? If I'm going 130 miles an hour and you slam on brakes in front of me, what's gonna happen? I'm going 130 miles an hour, and your dog runs in front of my car. What's going to happen? Would you be happy? No, exactly. No, you'd be happy those things happen. But it makes me happy, so why can't I do it? You see, that's why some of the filters, some of the lenses we're wearing makes you happy, but it's not good for everybody else. In the long run, it's not really good for you either. Because if I had kept driving like that, because I realized after that night, I never want to go that fast again in my life in a car like that, okay? But if I'd have kept driving like that, if I drove like that everywhere I went, I would have had a bad accident. Or possibly worse. But yet the world is constantly telling you the lens you're wearing is all about making you happy. The songs we listen to on the radio, it's all about what you want. Love the way you want. Do what you want. Dress the way you want. Talk to people the way you want. Use those other four-letter words all the time, all the way you want, at people you don't like. It's okay. Do what you want. That's the lens. Because the lens we're wearing is all about me. All about you. That's the lens we're wearing. Go and throw that slide up. Next slide. No, next slide. There. You are the lens. That's the culture. You're the lens. Do what you want. Do whatever you want. It's okay. There are no boundaries, no, no boundaries whatsoever in life. There's nothing bad or good. Just do it, okay? As long as it makes you feel good, and we couch it in what we call love, then it's okay. That's what the culture is saying constantly. But the scripture teaches us very something very different. The entire scripture, the entire Bible, is something to teach you, give you a worldview, a different view of looking at life, which is exactly opposite what everything else is teaching you to do out there. Everything else out there says it's all about you. Climb as high as you can on the ladder, get as powerful as you can, get as much money as you can, push as many people down as you can to get on top of the mountain. That's all you got to do. And the entire Bible is about doing exactly the opposite it's laying your life down as much as you can, serving as much as you can. So much so that even Jesus, God Himself, gave His life for you and I. When He reigns over everything, He didn't do anything wrong, He didn't hurt anybody. But he gave his life for you and me in service, in serving us. Even when he was here on earth, there are stories of him washing the feet of the disciples. Have you ever washed a foot that's been walking in the desert for a couple months, sweating in leather sandals? Now you tell me, how do your feet smell at the end of the day if you're wearing leather sandals all day long? They smell good? They smell like roses and coconut oil? No, they got that nasty toe jam in the middle of them, right? They smell like sour milk. And for some reason, dogs like licking them. Ah, (laughs) Then your dog's breath smells like your stinky feet. And yet, says Jesus, which was the slave, the servant of the house, it was their responsibility to wash the feet. And says Jesus knelt down and washed the disciples' feet. I can imagine those moments, but I also have to imagine. I mean, Jesus got a bit of sense of humor too, right? There's Jesus washing, like, "Hey, Peter, man, come on, let me do your foot, buddy." Oh, Jesus, I can't. You're my, you're my teacher. You're my. Ah, man, I put you on a pedestal. You're my teacher. I can't let you do this. No, no, no. I'm going to lay my. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to do this, Peter. Will you like it or not? Okay, fine, fine. Washing Peter's feet. Dang, Peter, that's a nasty toenail. What'd you do, buddy? Got some fungus happening there, or something? What's going on there? Let me heal that for you. It's okay. I got it. Don't you worry. Okay. okay. <laughs> Going over to John, John, I love you, you love me, you're all about love, but you need to love those feet a bit more, man, those feet are nasty. (laughs) Can You imagine the smells that were there, but yet Jesus served. Jesus made breakfast for his disciples at one point. They're out fishing, they came in offshore from fishing, been fishing all night long. He was there cooking for them. Jesus served in multiplicity of ways he served. The greatest way, giving his life. We can go back to the scripture, though. I want to read the story around John. In John chapter 3, <clears throat> and starting verse 22, it says, After this, Jesus had just had done some talking and preaching. It says, After this, Jesus and his disciples went, to the, went into the Judean countryside, and he remained there three... Oh, let's try this again. After this, Jesus and his disciples went to the Judean countryside, and he remained there with them and was baptizing. John also was baptizing at Anon near Salem. Because water was plentiful there, and people were coming and being baptized, for John had not yet been put, been put in prison. Now a discussion arose between some of John's disciples and a Jew over purification, and they came to John and said to him, "Rabbi, he who was with you across the Jordan, to whom you bore witness, look, he is baptizing, and all are going to him." John answered, "A person cannot receive even one thing unless it is given from heaven, given to him from heaven." You yourselves bear witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. The one who has the bride is the bridegroom. The friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly at the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is now complete. He must increase, but I must decrease. So here's the scenario John had been hanging out with Jesus, talking with Jesus a bit. Now Jesus is on the other side of the Jordan. John's over here with his disciples. And his disciples come to him and say, hey, listen, there's a discussion happens among a Jewish guy and some of his disciples. And they, come to, they want to know, why is John now baptizing people? But the very guy you baptized, Jesus, or you talked about, is now on the other side of the river, baptizing people. John, those his disciples are going, hey, they should be following you. You're the teacher. You're the one telling us about the Messiah to come. You're the one telling us about the Christ. Why are they following that guy? They should be over there. They should be coming to us. Kind of like, churches nowadays Whoop, yeah. they shouldn't go there you should come to us and john says hey this is the guy i was talking about he is the christ he's the messiah he's the one i was telling you about that you lay your life down for because he he's gonna lay his life down for you this is the guy i was telling you about he's gonna wipe your sins away this is the guy i'm telling you about and the only reason any of you are here following me is because he has given you to me, not because I'm some great person. And then he gives an example to help them understand how he's, what he's talking about, about a wedding, about a wedding. So how many of you have been to weddings before? Been to weddings before? Yep, okay, a lot of people were in to weddings, great. So when the bridegroom, which is the dude, right, comes in, the bridegroom comes in and he comes to see the bride at the front, right? Okay, they come up to the front. They're there to be married. okay? Many of you probably want to get married someday. Probably. okay? So, so um, I was going to do this a certain way, but because of the cultural lenses and all the cultural nonsense going on, it makes it so difficult. Like if I wanted to be a jokey, and I could pull like, let's pull like I could pull like uh, uh, Tristan and Micaiah up here if I wanted to. Not Don't have to come, but if I called them up at Tristan, Tristan and Micaiah are going to get married today. <laughs> exactly. We have cultural lenses on that don't make that very good for us in the life of the church. okay? But then if I called two of you ladies up here to make it jokey, that would be just as strange too, wouldn't it? But then if I called a guy and girl, which is the appropriate thing up here, then I'll ooh, you guys get married, ooh. It's a big drama because so much emotion, so much romance happening everywhere. okay? So either way, I'm like, how can I do this? I want to show you guys what John was doing. How can I do this? So I need a married couple. Where's Rachel and Stephen at? There we go. Yeah. Gonna get married. Here we go. Gonna get married. So, so No, no, not married yet. Wait. <laughs> this feels like anything before you did this before One Life, didn't you? Yeah. At the other place. <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> so, so, Rachel, Stephen, today we're gathered together. Because this amazing lady found a dude. <laughs> Other dudes. This amazing lady found this amazing guy, and they love each other. Okay, not yet, not married. No purpling. Okay. So they're going to get married. Here we are at the ceremony. They're going to get married now, right? Now, the bride and bridegroom have people beside them, right? Okay. So, so a couple, a couple of the girls, some uh, some Rachel's a small group, come up here. Couple of girls, come on, come of girls. Okay, two, two of you. Come on, girls. Come on, come on, come on, Emma, okay? Okay. Now I need, I need a couple guys from, from uh... okay, all right, good, good, okay, all right, we're good, okay. It's a lopsided wedding, it's a lopsided wedding here happening, okay. So, so here's what, here's what John the Baptist is saying. Said said, because you want those guys over there to stop following Jesus, and that's actually the guy I was talking about. He says, it's kind of like, like being at a wedding. And the bridegroom is there to receive the bride. Okay? The picture is this bridegroom being Jesus. Okay? <laughs> the bride being you and I, the church. It's us. Okay. <laughs> How strange would it be now if in the middle of the wedding, here we are getting married. And these guys, all four of these guys, start going, "Hey, no, no, that's our bride. We want that bride. No, 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 that's our bride. That's our bride. That's our bride." <laughs> well, it sounds—is that weird? There's something wrong with it. There's something wrong if these guys, who's following the bridegroom, here to support and cheer on and champion the bridegroom, start going, "No, no, 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 no. We want this bride, not you, not you. We want this bride." That's weird, isn't it, at a wedding? right? That's like a movie we go to watch, some messed up wedding thing, right? Okay, that's the way the movie starts, and the bride runs away, and the bridegroom, and they the whole romance, rom-com thing, right? The okay, whole thing happens, right? Because that's weird. If his bridegroom, his bride men, okay, the dudes that champion him on, want the bride, that's weird. If this is Jesus, and this is you and I the church, how weird is it that we as other people who are following Jesus go, no, 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 that's not for you, Jesus. This is for us. And John's going, no, that's just weird. That the only reason this is happening, the only reason any of you are here is because Jesus is here. We're all here for Jesus. None of these people are given to anybody except Jesus. Thank you. Wedding's over. You're now married. Happy <laughs> to you. <laughs> you can kiss the bride later at home. Okay. So you see how weird that is. And that's what John's saying here. John the Baptist saying, "Hey, that's weird if, if you're wanting those people to follow me, it's about Jesus, it's about the bridegroom. The bridegroom is here for the bride, and we should be going, "Yes! Yes! That's a great thing, it's a good thing." Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're here to champion to celebrate when people find the bridegroom. Jesus. And he said, he must increase, that I must decrease. John's entire lens that he had on, that Jesus is the focus of everything. His entire lens is that everything submits to Jesus. This ministry that I've got, this following of people that I've got, I'm baptizing people daily. It said that people will come out of the cities to watch John because he's such a crazy guy. People were following John more and more and more, and this thing was growing and growing. He's like, yes, but it's not about me. It's about Jesus. Everything submits to Jesus. The lens he had on was focusing him on Jesus and Jesus alone. The Scripture is the lens we're called to be wearing today. Everything flows through the Scripture. Why Scripture? Why the Bible? Because that's what Jesus said. There's actually a verse in Psalm. got have one next verse after this slide here. And Psalm 119, verse 105 says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. The word, the very scripture itself, is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. It helps me see the way I'm supposed to go. It's the lens with which I look at, because as long as I'm looking here, I'm always going to focus and see Jesus. So there's one strategy you and I need to practice in our life which keeps us focused on Jesus, which helps us keep healthy lenses on so we don't get distracted and run down these rabbit trails, which culture is bombarding you with right now. Bombarding you with. You're hearing it in your schools. You're hearing it on the TVs, on the YouTube. Everything you're on, engaged in, it's shouting at you, this is the lens, this is the lens, this is the lens. And yet nothing's changing out there. So the lenses aren't working. The scripture is a light to our feet, a light to our path to see Jesus consistently. So the lens, the strategy we use to constantly make sure is Jesus being a priority of life. It's a lovely word. It's called is and how. Is not how. Is and how. Okay. Is not how. I want you to remember that because those are the only two questions you need to keep asking yourself when you're in a situation. Is this... Focusing on Jesus. And if it's not, how do I focus on Jesus now? Isn't how? That's all you got to know. Can you say that? So it sounds like a German word. Isn't how? Exactly. You're all great. you got a great strategy, okay? Is this focused on Jesus? If it's not, how do I get focused on Jesus? Now, that's not to say you got to stop watching all the YouTube, stop the social media, stop the music. No, we're not like being purists and kicking everything out, okay? But you got to regulate what comes into your life and the things that come to your life. Is it focused on Jesus? And is it helping you discover how to follow Jesus more effectively? If the stuff you're engaging in isn't helping in that space, it's probably not helpful for you to be doing it. Doesn't mean you can't watch it. Sometimes you can watch stuff and it doesn't really affect you. Oh, it's funny. Ha ha. No big deal. You're still focused on Jesus. You're still pursuing Jesus. All good. But if you find yourself engaging in things, watching things, doing things, Which aren't focused on Jesus, and it's not directing you how to pursue him more, it's not helping your spiritual life out, then you probably need to cut it out for a while. That's not being legalistic because sometimes you can watch certain things that doesn't affect you, and a few months later you can watch the same thing and it does affect you. You have to learn how to regulate what can come in your life to make sure your isn't how. Is it pursuing Jesus? How do I do it more effectively? You have to learn to regulate that. That's part of your life now as a teenager is discovering how to regulate those things. The problem is sometimes we get stuck here doing all the things and we stay there because our is it just feels good. It just makes me happy. And if you let your feelings guide you your entire life, your life is gonna be jacked up. You don't believe me? Look at half the population out in the world, how jacked up people's lives are because they're led by their emotions and feelings all the time. You know like I know. One day you wake up happy, one day you wake up sad. If you're led by your feelings, your life is... Uh, 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 <laughs> your life's all over the place. I woke up this morning. Vanessa's not here tonight. She's having some major back issues right now. She's laid down flat in the bed. It's been a stressful week for us in our house. Lots of stuff going on. My head's full. Her head's full. And then she hurts her back yesterday. Not intentionally, okay? She was helping us. And in helping us, she hurt her back. And now suddenly, one part of our family is out. Can't drive. Can't help around the house. Can't do the responsibility she needs to do to get stuff ready for camp. Can't go to the meeting she needs to go to. She can't do anything. Everything stops, life comes to a screeching halt. My schedule gets twice as big as it was before with stuff we gotta get done just to keep things moving in our family. I gotta call, support in. the boys gotta come in. Hey, I need you guys to keep the house clean. You make sure you're doing the dishes. You need to take the trash out. Keep your rooms clean, Get the lounge clean. Come on, we gotta do this together, guys. Gotta to circle around, right? We gotta all chip in and help here. I woke up this morning not feeling great. Didn't wanna be here today. I didn't wanna come here tonight. Oh no! my gosh yeah I didn't want to be here with you tonight didn't feel like it didn't feel like being here didn't feel like preaching didn't feel like seeing your faces you're hurt I know you're hurt my heart hurts and if I let my feelings guide me, I would have stayed home. But I realize I can't let my feelings lead me. You get up on those days and you put one front in front of the other. Is in hell? how? Is this focusing on Jesus? How do I do it better? Is this focusing on Jesus? How do I do it better? And the whole day as I'm preparing for tonight, is this keeping me focused on Jesus? How do I do it better? Is this focused on Jesus? How do I do it better? So when I get here tonight, I actually like seeing your faces. I love seeing your face. I love being here. I want to be here. Vanessa's at home. She's like, I'm so going to have FOMO tonight. (laughs) She wants to be here. And as you start doing the things here, the is and how, you start doing the is and how, even if you don't feel like it, you start doing the is and how, as you start doing the is and how, suddenly Jesus becomes in focus, your focus, and suddenly the circumstances don't change, but your feelings change. Your emotions change and actually, yeah, this is a good thing. I wanna be here. I wanna see you. I wanna worship. This is a great place to be on a Wednesday night. Who wouldn't wanna be here? We have lots of fun. We laugh. We have lots of junk food. We hang out with our friends. Who wouldn't wanna be here? And Jesus is here. What the heck? But that's not how I felt when I started the day. Isn't how. Isn't how. Doesn't mean your circumstances are gonna change but it does determine what you let in and where your focus is going to be. And do we become like John? No matter what's going on, he must increase, I must decrease. It's not about how I feel, what makes him shine brighter? What lets the world know more about his love? How do I live in a way which is a better example of Jesus so people around me can see Jesus in me so they can come to know Jesus? That's the goal. That is life, Period. Your work, your career, your sports. Some of you are pursuing sports, great. Pursue the sports, great. Be the world champions. For what purpose? For what purpose? All about you. Look at me. I'm amazing. I have one million Instagram followers. Hooray. So what? So what? You must decrease. The he must increase. I've got friends. I've told you before, I've got friends on uh, Twitter and Instagram. They blew up a couple years ago. Millions upon millions of followers on not Twitter, on, on TikTok. Millions and millions of followers on TikTok. Millions of followers on Instagram now. Their whole life is built around social media. She's just had a baby on social media. <laughs> the whole life's on social media. Because I'm friends, I know them, I know what's going on. Guess what? They've got the same problems you and I have, the same struggles, the same emotional journeys, the same issues with a lot of people watching it all the time. And they'll be the first to tell you it's not easy. It's not easy. See, all the things everybody's trying to tell you, this, you got this, 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 the lenses. What lenses are you wearing? Is it the lenses, the lenses of the scripture that's going to change the view sometimes? Matter of fact, it's going to be pretty much opposite of what everything is you're getting out there. You're going pursue to put those lenses on or keep wearing these same old lenses which calls you the same old problems over and over and over again. Last thing, young ladies and young guys, so bent on dating. You want, to get, you want to get a boyfriend, want to get a girlfriend, want to get a boyfriend, want to get a girlfriend. How's that worked out for you so far? Little drama maybe? Do you enjoy the drama? Do you like the drama? you like the heartache and pain? How's that working out for you? You don't need to be doing. Just wait, just wait, just a little bit older. Just wait. I'm not saying wait till you're like in your thirties, okay? <laughs> and then just wait a bit longer. Wait till you get a bit more maturity behind you, a little bit of understanding who the heck you are first. Just wait a bit longer, versus the, everybody else telling you, no, you have to, you have to, you have to put these lenses on. These are great. These lenses suck. I can't see anything. I'm crying all the time. Versus, all right, Jesus. Is this glorifying you? Is this focused on you? How do I get there? How do I get there? Your words are light to my feet and a lamp to my path. You can actually stand, guys. Go ahead and stand. Four-letter words, the view. What view are you looking through right now? What set of lenses are you using? Are you using do whatever you want, make yourself feel happy lens? doing what everybody else tells you lens? Or is your viewpoint Jesus in the scripture? I encourage you as you come forward, we'll sing the song, we we'll gonna respond like we do every single week. I want to encourage you when you come, maybe just close your eyes for a moment and ask God to give you different lenses. See the extra lenses you've got which are coloring your life and it's not making it so pleasant right now. See the lenses which may be interfering with you seeing Jesus clearly. They might not be easy to take off, by the way, because sometimes you wore so gl- lenses so long, glass so long, you take them off. When I take these off, it's hard. My eyes struggle. My eyes struggle to focus. It's different. Sometimes it's not easy to take those lenses off because everything is a bit different suddenly. It's not like everybody else. But I promise you, with the lens of Jesus and the Scripture, it gets a lot more clear in life, a lot more consistent, a lot easier to deal with stuff. Go ahead and come on forward. Go ahead and come on forward if you want.